Hi, everyone. Welcome to Let's Talk About It, a podcast with a purpose. I'm your host, Molly, and this week we are going to talk about human trafficking. You may or may not know that January is Human Trafficking Awareness Month, so I thought that this would just be a good time to talk about a really tough subject that is really important to talk about. You know, they say that human trafficking is the crime that is hidden in plain sight. So I think the only way to kind of pull that mask off it and really make it come out uh, and be a little bit more noticeable is to talk about it. So before we jump into it, I do just want to say that this episode will definitely cover some heavy topics, uh, so some trigger warnings, uh, sexual abuse, emotional abuse, that type of thing. So just um, listen with a little bit of caution if you may need it. But without further ado, let's talk about it. While we often think of human trafficking as sex trafficking, this is not always the case. There are different types of human trafficking that are not all sexual in nature. So because of that, I thought a good starting point for this episode would be the definition of human trafficking, and then we will take it from there. So I'm just going to read the definition word for word here. It is a lot, but we will sort of you know break it down a little bit after. Human trafficking is the recruitment, transportation, transfer, harboring, or receipt of people through force, fraud, or deception with the aim of exploiting them for profit. Men, women, and children of all ages and from all backgrounds can become victims of this crime, which occurs in every region of the world. Traffickers often use violence or fraudulent employment agencies and fake promises of education and job opportunities to trick and coerce their victims. And I'm glad that they put coerce at the end of that because... I would have even put it up further where it says it's the transportation transfer, harboring, receipt of people through force, fraud, deception, or coercion. I would have put it up there because people are often coerced into these situations. And then the only other change that I would have maybe made is to make it a little bit more inclusive. Men, women, children, all people, everybody, doesn't matter who you are, we can all become victims of this. So, despite what I think the media and movies often portray, human trafficking and sex trafficking don't always look like a young girl being forced into a vehicle, shipped to some unknown part of the world, and kept locked away. It is known as the crime, hidden in plain sight, which means you may have walked by someone today that is a victim and you wouldn't even have known. People can be trafficked for their organs or for forced labor. Modern slavery does exist, and it looks like human trafficking. It is forcing people all around the world into physical labor through physical force, fear, coercion, blackmail, withholding important documents. People are trafficked, you know, sometimes too just because of debt that they have, and they're being forced to pay it off in some way. So despite being different, these all can be types of human trafficking when they contain these three core elements. And I actually didn't know that human trafficking technically had to include these three elements to be defined as human trafficking but they are the act the means and the purpose so the act is the recruiting the transporting harboring receiving the means is how they're doing it that's the threat the fear the physical abuse the force coercion deception abuse financial abuse and then there's the purpose which is always exploitation and profit So if you are looking over on YouTube, instead of just listening to this episode, you will see uh, an image. It's kind of like a little chart of 
these three core elements that I just talked about. I did not make it. I pulled it directly from the United Nations website on human trafficking, but I think it shows those just um, physically really well. So if you maybe want uh, a more physical representation, go check out the YouTube video or just go to the United Nations website. And the important thing to remember about human trafficking is that it can happen to anyone anywhere. While there you know, can be and are more vulnerable groups, everyone can be a victim to human trafficking. And when we ignore this fact and pretend that it can't happen to us, we let our guard down. And the only way to avoid a crime that truly does hide in plain sight is to know what to look for. And we need to know what to look for because it doesn't always look the same. Like we've been talking about, there isn't just like a one size fits all sort of thing. So while some people are physically held against their will, others are allowed to lead seemingly normal lives. You know, they go home at the end of every day or every night and you, you would never think twice about what is actually going on for them. I have spent the past week listening to a lot of different victim and survivor stories about human trafficking and it just really goes to show you that they are all a little bit different. There are these signs that we can look for, but ultimately they manifest differently. And I just listened to one woman's story. I won't go into details about it because I didn't research it. And ultimately it's just not my story to tell, but she had, you know, what everyone in her life thought was a normal life and a normal job. She would go home at the end of every, you know, quote shift for lack of a better word and nobody really knew that she was being horribly trafficked so what do we look out for and i have broken this up into like two separate types of vigilance if that makes sense one symptoms and signs if somebody is already being trafficked and two things to look out for to prevent human trafficking more like ways that people try and lure victims into trafficking. So I hope this makes sense. And I think that these examples that we're going to start breaking down will help kind of clear it up if not. And again, I encourage you to go, you know, do research yourself always. And also you can go look at the YouTube video because it's, if you're a physical type learner, visual, I should say, I am anyway, um, it might be a little bit more helpful over there too. So signs that somebody is currently a victim of human trafficking. Some are a little bit more obvious, like physical signs of malnourishment, signs of physical abuse, or like um, tattoos or branding that seem more like they're tied to an organization or something like that. And I know that we said sometimes people, you know, you see them out in public and they have a seemingly normal life. That's not always the case. Sometimes the signs that we can look out for are if somebody is not ever out in public without being accompanied by another person or they have like very scripted and rehearsed lines when they go to restaurants or they have an interaction with police or other authority figures like that. A huge red flag is if somebody does not have access to or control over their own personal documentation things like birth certificate social security card uh, important immigration documents things like that every individual should have their own access to that like those are your documents and no employer or individual should ever be withholding that stuff from you and if they are that's a huge red flag some other ones are if 
you know, if somebody is working like excessively long work hours and maybe you don't really know what it is that they are doing or they aren't ever able to technically leave what is their place of employment or the employer quote provides housing but in reality they don't really provide it or what they are providing is it's just not livable it's gross it's overcrowded it's you know just really not good healthy living conditions and you know best case scenario you identify luring symptoms or traps or whatever beforehand and can prevent you or someone you know from being trafficked. So there are things that we can look out for more as like preventative measures. I think the biggest ones that I saw, you know, that kept popping up over and over again when I was doing this research and listening to these stories and things like that as far as luring goes, it's it's promises that are too good to be true. You know, these these human traffickers know about things that make people vulnerable, whether it's just something simple like an insecurity or way, way bigger than that, like huge amounts of family debt or something. People, these human traffickers can pick out these vulnerabilities and then that is what they try to use to lure you in. So if you do need money, it's promises of a lot of money it just comes with strings attached another thing are online relationships that too quickly become too close and i don't want to imply or suggest that online relationships are always bad i know that's not the case and i know there are plenty of people who have started you know online relationships and it's like the best thing that's ever happened to them so i'm not saying that that's the case However, it has just given these people who want to do harm a bigger platform, an easier platform to use. So again, pretending that it doesn't happen is not going to keep us safe. And I'm not trying to say that it's our responsibility to be keep ourselves safe either. You know, bad people do bad things and that's not our fault. And that doesn't mean that we can't be vigilant about it. And there are some important myths that I wanted to go over. And I think it is important to go over these because there really are some misconceptions out there. And like I've said before, that only puts you and me and any other potential victim more at risk. So let's go ahead and talk about some of the most common ones that I saw when doing research. One, being trafficked does not have to include being transported. Many people are trafficked right in their own town, city, community, especially because we also know that many victims are trafficked or lured into trafficking by someone they know. It's actually another myth that the perpetrator is often a stranger. So, you know, it is not always, but sometimes romantic partners, friends, even parents or other loved ones Another important myth is just because somebody initially consented or willingly participated in a sex act or a labor job, for example, and then the situation changes and they're no longer consenting, this is still human trafficking. If a sex worker gets paid for, you know, like an equal exchange, but is then held against their will, you know, through force, coercion, any of those other ways that we talked about, this then becomes human trafficking despite the initial consent that was given. And this is the same for other types of work too. Remember that no job can force you to work and you should always be able to leave a place of employment without fear of retribution. Of course, 
you know, if you don't work, the company doesn't have to pay you. That's not what I mean. But they cannot threaten harm, withholding documents, anything like that if you leave. One thing that I just think is really important to also say is that no minor can consent legally and is therefore always human trafficking, whether or not the minor believes that they have given consent. Like a 15-year-old cannot consent to a sexual relationship or sexual acts with an adult and it doesn't matter if they you know really believe that they are it's not it's human trafficking one thing that i just also wanted to point out i don't know that it's necessarily a myth that numbers are de decreasing or anything i'm not trying to imply that but i did just want to point out that in 2011 729 people were prosecuted for human trafficking and this number went up to 1,343 in 2020. So that's an 84% increase. And one thing that was pretty wild to me is that 66% had no prior convictions, convictions, which I think allows it to hide even more in plain sight because these people can essentially appear more innocent than they really are. There are a lot of great resources out there, you know, for you or someone you know, if you are a victim or have been a victim of human trafficking but also if you are just looking to you know support some organizations that do some of that work you can do that as well they are there are a lot of lot of resources they range from global to local uh, so we'll just talk about a couple here uh, but a lot of these resources can actually also help you locate ro resources closer to you even if it's like an organization that maybe is not located in the spe city specifically that you're in it may help you find one that is closer to you. Uh, so a big one is the National Human Trafficking Hotline. You can get confidential help from them 24-7. You can do it for someone else too. Remember, it doesn't need to be yourself. It can be other people. And keep in mind that this is for all kinds of trafficking. So even if you think someone is a victim of a non-sexual type of human trafficking, like forced labor, you can also call for that too. You can also chat online anytime if you didn't want to call or text. But the number to call is one 888 Eight three seven three seven eight eight eight. Again, that number is one eight 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 three seven three seven eight 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 to call. But if you want to text, you text two three three seven three three. Again, that's texting two three three seven three three. I'll also have their website like linked in all the places that I can have it linked. Uh, the other one that I wanted to talk about is the Office for Victims of Crime under the Department of Justice. They have a ton of resources on their website, so I'll also link that as well. I think what they have on there would be a bit too much to list here. But please, if you have been or someone you know has been a victim of human trafficking, I really encourage you to look at their website. They offer links to legal support, employment support, mental health support, and a lot more. I have never used the resources, so I can't speak to how well they actually work but again i would just encourage you to try if you do need that support thank you all so much for listening to this episode i know that it took uh, an extra week to come out but being such a heavy topic um with a lot of different aspects and stories i wanted to take an extra you know just some extra time to really listen to different survivor and victim stories and just do the episode in a meaningful way and I I just didn't want to rush to put out something that didn't feel like it was going to have an impact or mean anything so thank you for waiting the extra week and listening anyway 
And, you know, like I mentioned earlier in the episode, if there's anything that you take away from all of this information, it's just to know what to look out for so you can remain vigilant. You can be vigilant for yourself and for others too, in hopes that, you know, if you are ever in a similar situation, someone will be looking out for you too.